You're listening to the Electronic Media Collective Podcast Network. Yeah, it's a mouthful. For more great shows like the one you're about to enjoy, visit electronicmediacollective.com. And now, our feature presentation. Oh, ah, oof, oof. You know, a movie that came out in 1987, as such as Dirty Dancing, I didn't think would be so relevant today. Uh, but uh, there's some social issues in this movie. I can't wait to talk about it. I've never seen Dirty Dancing before in my life. Never have, honest truth. Eric, how the hell are you doing? I am excited for you to talk about this movie. And to help me uh, contain my excitement is, of course, Sarah in the retrospective. Uh, Jordan, who, go ahead. I I just cannot wait to hear what you thought of this movie. Oh, I'm, oh, I'm, I'm I'm sure you can. Like I have like I have like so many different viewpoints with this movie. All right, well, yeah. let's get the joke out of the way uh, now. Hopefully, we can never say it again. Jordan, did you have the time of your life? Um, uh, not at the beginning. No, I had the time of my life probably the last half an hour. Okay. Okay. I would I would say that. Um, uh, Jennifer Gray. I could not I could not keep my eyes off of Jennifer Grey. I don't know what's wrong with me. I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing. But when Jennifer Grey was on screen, which was 90% of the time, I couldn't blink. She is breathtaking to me. I love the hair. I love the look. I loved her. I thought she was beautiful. Uh, I'll tell you what. That, that hair is like the almost like a quintessential 80s, right? Because it's like curly feathered is that a thing absolutely it reminds me of uh nancy from stranger things and which i is have 1986 is like the same yeah. oh, same wow. era uh but that same yeah feathery kind of perm um yeah i'm, wow. I'm yeah, into yeah. it i like that's it like, that's like spot on actually i i think with that comparison is uh, the the hair from man so there she looks like for... nancy oh yeah and i have a huge crush on nancy right now uh, with that being said, I will say that Jennifer Grey, as watching this movie, was hired for the look, because on my rewatch, I have to say, I and this might be an unpopular opinion, I, I, I want to say, she's not a good actress whatsoever. I, I feel like she's great for this role, but... I feel, and she's great as maybe the Ferris's older sister. I feel like she only has two modes in in acting is 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 like she has like kind of the arms crossed like the pouty person mm-hmm. uh where her eyes go squinty um or she's the very vibrant and very happy person where her eyes are are wide open uh both times by the way her mouth is open she can't seem to shut that she's got the carrie knightley disease so i i the limited range that she has, I feel kind of, I don't know, I was watching that a little bit more, but that's not about this, the ability to act in this movie. This is for the looks, just like uh, a lot of other movies in this genre, right? It's just, it's just two hot bodies, right? Well, okay, one of my issues that I am going against you with is that I think that Jennifer Grey would be a great final girl in a slasher movie. Um, I was completely fine. You know what this movie is? Because Jordan did some math. And I'm like, oh my God. Because I did research too. Found out that Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey hated each other. Mm-hmm. Hated each other. Uh, and I'm like, huh, what's another great American film 
that is romantic that we have watched recently. <gasps> the the notebook. notebook. And they hated each other too. And I'm just like, mm-hmm. okay. And this came out in 86. Notebook came out in 2004. So almost, you know, 20 some years later, it's like, okay, I see. This is Gen X. Gen X or boomers. This is either one of those. This is their notebook. This is exactly what this is. This movie is on the same scale as the notebook, I would say. Uh, sure. It's, it's uh, you know, at the very beginning, Baby is giving the, narr- the narration. So, yes, yeah, so it's somebody looking back at a time in their life that was epic and life-changing because of a relationship. Um, and in this one, we just don't see the sort of long-term um, kind of effect of it as you would in the notebook. No. You wouldn't. Uh, But yes, I have never seen this before. Uh, But of course, being into film as much as I am, I have seen the scenes. And the two scenes are the lover boy, come here, lover boy. Mm -hmm. And of course, no, the ending, of course. I mean, so I have seen those scenes on YouTube or uh, walking by and it was on TV. But sitting down and actually watching this movie all the way through, I have not seen it. And I can tell you the first 10 minutes, I was pissed. And I know it was 10 minutes because I paused the movie and it was like nine minutes and 30 seconds. And I'm paused it and my wife says, what are you doing? And I go, I don't, I don't understand. Then she goes, oh, Jordan, you're just, you're just being grumpy because it's dirty dancing. And I said, no, I literally don't understand. <laughs> I love Gina. This is nine. So I was like, wait, this is 1963. This is before like, you know, the world changed with the Beatles and the death of Kennedy. Uh-huh. Yeah. It's like, okay. Um, why 63? Why does not make this 86? The fashion is the 80s, clearly. Also, later in the film, to kind of jump ahead when he's training her in the montage, mm-hmm. women didn't wear those kind of outfits during these during the 60s. She was she was wearing pretty much bra and like and, and leggings. Yeah, yeah she was very yeah. scantily clad. I did think about that. Um, you know, you see her progression from baby, who's sort of the repressed. She's wearing the the high necked dresses. Um, and then within days of her kind of learning these dances with Johnny, she is in the lipstick and the little crop shirts and the shorts. Um, I'm assuming that she kind of probably stole from her sister. Uh, but you see that evolution of her through her clothing. Yeah, she clearly does. I just, I just wished, again, at the end of the movie, I looked at Gina and I said, why was this set in the 60s? It just doesn't make any sense. This has to because be a it, it, 1963 would have been pre-Roe versus Wade. Which is like a key point in this. In this is the abortion storyline. Yeah. Uh, so I mean, if they did it in 1986, it wouldn't have made as much sense. Okay, so I'm not gonna get political, but my wife and I did have this discussion last night. So just at Pro v. Wade, I was reading up on this, and I guess pre Roe v. Wade, it is the way it is now, meaning that it was up to the states, right? Correct. Um, I'm confused. Where were they at? My wife was New, thinking they're in upscale New York. Is it upstate, New York? upstate New York. They, yeah. they are because they filmed Catskills. it in Virginia. Because they filmed it in Virginia. So that's Correct. why I was curious. Is it in Virginia or is it in New York? No, it's set in the Catskills. So okay, so I'm not gonna get in I'm not going to get into it meaning like I don't want to like do research and blah 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 blah. Mm-hmm. But New York is known to be a very democratic liberal state. You would think that abortion would be legal there. So that's why I'm trying to figure out the storyline of that. Uh, I mean, not sure. not to go, I mean, too in depth, but e- even 
a politics aside, there's the, the social stigma that goes along with it. And I mean, here we are now in 2022 and there's obviously still a, a stigma that is, is carried around with it. I would hope it be at all less than what it was in 1963, which I think we can safely put that weight on it now, making the situation in the movie a bit more extreme. Is is maybe is that mm-hmm. kind of uh, fair to say? The other part of it too is, I I think this resort I want to pull up a lot of these these uh, resorts not even just to to uh, to go to like Miss Maisel but these are usually to private clubs right like to a country mm-hmm. club or like a like a church or or well, like some sort of group first right before it's open yeah, to the public and in this it wasn't really explicit but. Baby, let's see. Baby's last name is Houseman. Like oh. it's the Kellermans. This is very much like the marvelous Mrs. Maisel. This was a Jewish summer camp. Yes, it um, was. That was the script. Yeah, you're right. Yep. Yeah. Um, uh, abortion wasn't legal in New York State until 1970. By the way. Okay. You know what about that abortion thing? Still though, you mm-hmm. have just just cut that storyline because after the abortion storyline was over with, the Penny was, I believe, her name. She was just pretty much forgotten. I mean, who cares, right, at this point, right? But, Where it's about Baby and Johnny. It's like, why even have this here? You're She's right. a minor character. She's right. there to serve the purpose of bringing Johnny and Baby together. But why not break her leg? Why not do something to make her not able to perform? Because it's, they also had to have the storyline of Baby and her dad and yeah. her not having that same faith in him as she did before she kind of went on this journey this of like self-discovery where you know when she when she gets to Kellerman's you know her dad can do no wrong she says it at the very beginning she you know wants to meet a man who is just like her dad and by the end of it she realizes he is just as flawed as everyone else because you know there's that scene at the end where her dad is sitting on the dock or the 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 deck and she comes up and they have this moment where she says you know you lied to me too dad i thought you said to help anybody and you just meant help the people who are like us um and so it's it's a a moment of growth for her so i think they have to have the abortion storyline so she can you know, have the relationship with Johnny and so that she can grow in the relationship with her father. Okay, fine. Uh, I mean, I understand what you're saying, and I'll give you that. My dog in the fight really isn't about the abortion. Uh, My dog in the fight is just, they even have uh, 80s music, Hungry Eyes and all this. I mean, it's like, why? This is in the 60s. Why have this? That was my complaint right off the bat, guys, was just, this is so 80s. Everything is 80s. You know, we had the same argument with with the Baz Luhrmann movies, though, not to cut you off, but there's something to be said about the period piece done in the modern time. And that happens to it. Didn't, I feel like, was there, is it Bridgerton? Netflix felt like there's a period piece that has. Yeah, Bridgerton uh, won. does the whole switching of races, but then all of the music, like every time they go to a, a ball or whatever, they um, are doing instrumentals of pop music, current pop music. So you'll hear Taylor Swift, you hear Harry Styles, but it's sure. never sung. It's just the instrumental. It takes so me out. That that brought a, or maybe like uh, what's another good example? Uh, um, the Knight's Tale. 
Yes, Ooh. a Knight's Tale. Yeah, a Knight's Tale. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a webby example too. It, I feel like it it does work, and it maybe where it took you out of some element there, Jordan. I I guess it really didn't. But you know what? Now that I think of it, because I I had to remind myself that this is 1963, and I'm so quick to turn the dial into 80s when I watch this movie. I I guess I just kind of um. Because that's what it is. Well, seeing that that both are so far in the past of where we're watching it now, I guess I could just kind of put one into the two. Mm-hmm. And just sure. say, it oh, does, it's it, in the past. Yeah, I was going to say, it doesn't bother me that there's 80s music playing in a movie set in 1963. Uh, okay. But that might be because I grew up with this movie. <laughs> I, I mean, the second we hit play, I was singing. Uh, I apologize to Eric early. I'm like, I, I've seen this so many times. You're going to get every line, every song from me. And he did. It was, it was a lot of singing at our well, house. It was a lot of it. Mm-hmm. So did I, so did I, I even got the, uh, the ending, a uh, really, really bad, like camp on a wanna, uh, yeah. song. that was <laughs> uh-huh. terrible. Okay, so we, we, we kind of got all over the place, but uh, like I said, uh, in, in, the, in the first 10 minutes, I was confused. And why I was confused was I didn't know really what's going on. And I was paying attention, but it was like, wait a minute. So sisters, mom and dad go to this resort. I'm assuming New York. That's what my wife said, but it says they filmed in Virginia. So where really is it? I don't know. Uh, and all of a sudden, dad comes out of the car and like the owner of the place boss hog, if you will. She's like, hey, welcome. Oh, my God, this guy's awesome. He saved my life. And I was like, okay, he must be a doctor. That's Max you know? <laughs> is his name, yes. And I, it I, is I, confirmed uh, cat skills and Jewish. It's in the borscht belt. Okay, okay. So, what? yes, Mr. Uh, Mr. Houseman is a doctor. Okay, well, I'm calling, well, Mr. Okay, sure, the dad. Dr. Houseman. Again, everybody, this is Jordan's uh, viewpoint, right? This is like how I saw him. So if I murder the names, I'm sorry. But, you know, boss hog here and, you know, dad, you know, <laughs> and, you know, and it's like, okay, so what's going on? And then we go upstairs, you know, and then baby's like walking around saying, wait, why do they call her baby? Did they say why? And again, this is all me in 10 minutes. And mm-hmm. then uh, she sees uh, boss hog talking to all the waiters and stuff. It's like, all right, you, 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 you scamps, you got to, you got to help everybody out and give them the old cheer. And I'm just like, okay, what still is going on? Dance with the daughters. So that's when I paused it at that scene before Patrick Swayze comes in. I look at my wife. I'm again. I'm just like, what? And then she sat there and explained it to me. So then I rewound and watched the first ten minutes again, <laughs> and I still was confused because the wow. movie does not tell us this. This is one of those things where you think that the movie is saying something, but it's not. What were you so confused about? Yeah, I, I, no, nothing. I was about I, to ask, yeah, what are I'm you not having quite sure. Trouble? Like ten minutes, she's told you, uh, I was, you know, just finished school. I was going to join the Peace Corps. I was on my way to summer vacation with my family. Uh, they're greeted. They settle in. She's wandering around like any teenager does when they get somewhere. Like, what's confusing about that? Number one, see, that's the confusing part right there. Because I rewatched the first ten minutes twice. She didn't say she just graduated. She said she this is her last year. She's going after this year. She she said that she is joining the Peace Corps. 
Right. And that's assuming after, because she's still in high school. She says she's a senior. It's the, it's still there that this is a, Hey, hold on. This is still, it's still there that this is the final year that this is supposed to be the cap. This is the, the, the long, the send off this year in camp. Anything could happen this summer at the camp final year. That's, that's what it is. It's setting up to be like that. Maybe maybe I'm sitting on a rock and being grumpy at the first 10 minutes. I don't know. I just didn't quite understand. I, I, but maybe they, I'm just trying to make something that is. But I, I think it was just her way of saying, or the movie's way of saying, that this is supposed to be kind of like the summer, like that special summer. Yeah, which, yeah. Is, which is fine. Yeah, sure. And, and then the movie starts going, we get Patrick Swayze not looking good. I, don't, I, I still don't get it, ladies. I'm sorry. I, I don't. Gina it was even like, yeah, he's kind of cute. I'm mm-hmm. like, okay. I, I mean, sure, I guess. I would have rathered somebody else in the role, to be honest with you, because he also had to wear a girdle to fit into his outfits. Well, he was how – he's like 20-something years, like eight, late 20s playing he's, a guy in his mid-20s or in his no, 30s. He was 35. He's my yeah. age, and I can't move. He's moving like this, and I jump on a slip inside with my daughter, and I bruise my ribs. What yeah, have I well, done with my life? Jordan, you're not Patrick Swayze. I'm just um, saying. Are you, so, uh, yeah, he wore the girdle to look younger. I guess. Are you more of a uh, of a Neil type of guy then, uh, Jordan? <laughs> you like a Neil Kellerman? He's got no. two hotels? He does. Yeah, okay. I want to talk about Neil. Ugh. I immediately said when I saw this guy and he started talking to baby, I looked at my wife and said, this guy's a jerk. Mm-hmm. She goes, well, I mean, like, he kind of is, but kind of not. I was like, no, this, no. this, this guy is, like, straight 80s slasher, like, you know, jerk who, who would get killed first. He's a right? tool, yeah. He's yeah. the guy who pulls Baby aside and says, I went out with a girl last week who I stole her away from a guy because I have two hotels. I'm like, why are you telling this woman who you're trying to date or at least, like, you know, hang out with for the summer or whatever that you just were dating somebody else last week? Yeah, you know, it it's... Again, this seems more 80s to me than 60s sexual revolution, right? These 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 are Jewish people, allegedly, right? You know, I don't really see well, the Jewish community being provocative. I see them more, you know. Well, then uh, you need to watch some Mrs. Maisel. You can go to, no, the, uh, to the Robbie Gould then character if you're a little oh. bit more of the on the fast lane, Jordan. Yeah, that guy, that guy. I, I called that guy right off the bat. I was like, well, that guy's a jerk. Um, and then he starts macking on her sister. I was like, oh, something bad's going to happen there. What I thought was going to happen didn't happen. I was told by you, Eric, I think, and also my wife, that there's an abortion storyline. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's all I was told. I didn't know. So I'm sitting here looking for the abortion storyline. I'm like, oh, my God, is this guy going to get her pregnant? And I'm like, no, it's not, because my wife said this movie takes place in a week. That's bull crap, too. This is no, not it takes take place, place over a summer. She tells me a week. So it's like a week from when baby helps uh, Penny get the abortion because they said, you know, the you have to dance in her place and the show is on Thursday. So they have roughly a week to practice all of that. But I think when they, like, according to, again, Mrs. Maisel, like you go up for the whole summer or a long period. This isn't just like yeah. you go up for the week, like you go up for a month or two. Okay. To these they, these they resorts, had, yeah, they had an opening and a closing ceremony. Yeah, that they showed, oh. and they, with with talent show numbers, and that's mm-hmm. yeah. So that's the summer, right? That's like two months. Yeah, right? right. Okay, all right. I was freaking out because I was like, "This is not a week." No, I think they even no. said it. They 
this did they say something like eight weeks or something like eight, six weeks like what teenager um, wants to be stuck you know however many weeks oh, in the cat with their parents I don't remember that part. Oh, it was yeah. Max complaining because he's just, you know, uh, the, the kids oh. don't want to stay be here stuck oh, however many right, weeks. Oh, that's right, towards the end. Taking Foxtrot with their parents? They want to travel. Um, I, 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 again, at this point, I'm bored. I will tell you when I, I started to get into the movie. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> you know, but eventually she sees Patrick Swayze and they go upstairs. Well, that's, he, she's not supposed to go upstairs. And she helps his cousin, who actually mm -hmm. I like him more for her, but that's my opinion. That's uh, Billy. 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 I liked Billy. He seemed like a good guy. She helped carry watermelon, and then she yes. opened the door to a very provocative dance scene. Yeah. And again, I, I, I'm just an honest question here. Why isn't this in the 80s? If this is 1963, the world is different. Uh, different races wouldn't be dancing Stop. together, right? We no, I'm serious. just saw Elvis. I know. What? We just saw Elvis where like they were dancing provocatively. Oh, you're saying the interracial? They, but it yeah, was, no, that's what I'm saying. There Dude. wasn't interracial. Every couple was was. Matched. No, I know that. I'm not saying I'm saying I'm, I'm saying just I'm saying in general, there were just in general. I'm just like, wait a minute, races. this is the 60s? I'm I'm saying that for a legitimate actual complaint because again I don't understand why this is in the '60s. I just don't get it because I, I'm trying not to sound like a jerk, <laughs> but like if this is supposed to be like a time period piece and we're supposed to understand the times, respect the times, this wouldn't be happening in '63. I, why would you? Oh, I, I, you know what? I, I, I'm not gonna pretend like I know, but I just assume that like they're all considered the help. Yeah, yeah. Right. These and these aren't like the higher level help. These are not the waiters and waitresses. These are not the people going, um, you know, running the events. Uh, these are the people cleaning your bathroom. These are the people who are doing the dance lessons. Taking out the um, trash. Yeah, like, yeah. yeah. So these are all the workers, which I get. Again, I will never bring it up again. All I was trying to prove my point was just with the fashion, the way people talk to each other, the different groups of people mingling together. I just thought of the 60s, the early 60s, a little bit more uptight than what this movie is. And I was just surprised. That's all I'm saying. And I think that's still to this day my biggest complaint is that this movie is set in the time period that it's set. In. You know, uh, the okay. the fun thing uh, about about history is that like the the thing that gets glossed over for like a lot of the decades are usually like the the highlights, right? So the golden parts of like the fifties and the and the sixties were that you know that that white picket fenced, leave it to Beaver type of TV town, but. You know, we all forget that there was an assassination of a president. There was the the free love and hippies. Uh, the fifties had a horrible segregation and a horrible heroin epidemic as well, too. Like uh, a lot of uh, uh, the the whole Valium uh, uh, issue as well, too. Like there were the uh, doctors were just for, like just feeding housewives with uh, just all sorts of just drugs illegally. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, there's a lot of things that they don't talk about a whole a whole lot. So I wouldn't think that. You know, something as, you know, a, a, a few uh, mixed couples in a, in a dancing together is going to, to kind of be the thing that takes it out. Yeah. Right, which which I will make this clear to you. This doesn't bother me at all. What I'm just saying is that it just, it just bothers me because of the time period. That's all I was saying. Like, it doesn't bother me. 
I'm just like, what? It gets this dark. Bad. Like, there's, there's, that's why I love history. It's just because you find out about like the dark history of how things were back then, and it's, it's great. Uh, just, I don't know. Great is in like a fascination rather than it being right. like an actual I was more thing. It, yeah. Um, just sidebar, real quick. We'll go back to Dirty Dancing because you brought it up, Eric. And I thought it was interesting. My wife and I are almost done watching Showtime's First Lady, and um, Michelle Pfeiffer's playing uh, Betty Ford. And there's a scene where she just wasn't feeling good or she was sick or something was going on. And, of course, different times, right? And they talk about that Valium stuff. She goes to the doctor, and the doctor is smoking a cigarette, not even looking at her. And he's just like, so I uh, just have a little bit of a headache, stomach pain. It's okay, no problem. We'll go ahead and give you this prescription here for this Valium. And he looks up at her for once, and he goes, do you need me to confirm this with your husband, Gerald, that it's okay? And she's like, no, it's okay. I'm just like, what? Uh, I hate to tell you, Jordan, that is still very prevalent when really? women when women want something. Uh, I have read recently of women who, in their twenties and their thirties, even know they don't want more kids or don't want kids at all, so they ask for a hysterectomy, whatever, and the doctors say, "Well, what if you want more kids? Or what if you get divorced? Your new husband wants wants kids, or they will do it if your husband signs off on it." To this day, in 2022? To this day, yes. Wow. Well, well anyway, that's, well, the Dr. Only Jake Hausman wouldn't do that, though. No, he wouldn't. That's the no, only reason I brought wouldn't. it up is because of what you said, Eric. This made me think of that episode that I watched recently uh, because she just gave her value. And then the worst thing to like move on is that she comes home. She, she doesn't ask him, Betty Ford, she doesn't ask him the side effects, what I would take this with or mm-hmm. whatever. So she takes like three of them, and then she takes a glass of whiskey. I'm Oof. sorry, glass of vodka. And oh, it's just like, oh, Like a God. champ. It passes right out. Yeah. But anyway, um, so wow, that's interesting. But again, this stuff doesn't bother me. I'm just, I'm just confused because later on we're gonna get '80s music. Blah blah blah. That's my complaint. I will never talk about it again. I'm sure the fans are tired of hearing me say that. So um, well, just, just uh, by the way, does it, whatever you see a period piece, just assume that any dark thing that you have read about today most absolutely happened back then. It's just. Mm-hmm. You know, we right. get to hear about it. We have the resource of the internet to where we get to hear about the bad, which seems to be more popular than the good nowadays. But, but you know, like then their news was on the, you know, on the eight o'clock, six o'clock, whatever news that they get and uh, or whatever paper. And then that was it. And, you know, they don't get to hear about how uh, uh, what's it, Penny uh, had to get an abortion at uh, uh, at the the whatever resort that they're at. Yeah, so let's talk about Penny. Let's talk about Johnny. So we, we've gone to talk about other... Okay, so Penny and Johnny. What I took from the movie, uh, again, for people who are listening, first time ever seeing this, Penny and Johnny grew up together. They tried dating, or they did mm-hmm. date for a year, didn't work out, whatever, but they're still dance partners. Mm-hmm. That's what I got from this. Yes. And they are professional dance partners, so so uh, that's what I'm assuming. So, so here's my question. When... Um, baby goes upstairs with a watermelon. She sees everybody dancing. Mm-hmm. Those people dancing are just not all dancers, you guys were saying. That is janitors, that's cooks, that's the everybody. Mm-hmm. It's the help. And Johnny and Penny are there solely to teach the old fuddy-duddies, the old blue hairs, if you will, mm-hmm. to do the cha-cha. Yeah. That's yep. their job. Yes. Yeah. Okay. They, got, they so got brought up probably on like a summer contract, you know, from yep. uh, from the resort saying, like, hey, come up here, uh, you know, do the resort 
what they ask, you know, have a good thing, and you get paid this much, and possibly a bonus at the end if everyone's happy. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. All right. All right. So then uh, she sees Penny and Johnny doing the dances. She seems to be involved. Not really. Johnny's like, who's that? And they're like, oh, that's whatever, whatever. He's like, Ugh. you know, I just, again, bored, bored. And <laughs> without, without making the movie, without the episode going long and make this kind of a fun review, the moment when I started to go, oh, we got something here uh, was during was during the uh, dance montage. Mm-hmm. I was starting to get into it at that point, regardless of the eighties music. Uh, okay, I'm going to stop you there because I yeah. just looked up the soundtrack, and the only ones, the only songs that are written or that were done in nineteen in the nineteen eighties were the theme song "I've Had the Time of My Life," uh, right. "She's Like the Wind," which right. Patrick Swayze sang for this movie, and uh, the song Hungry Eyes, which was also basically done for the movie. The entire rest of the soundtrack is from the 1960s. Right. And those three songs that you just said mm-hmm. were are very, very popular songs that still play on the radio today. Sure. So th- they, were they were written for the movie. They're the so- theme song for the movie. We're going back to what I don't want to talk about. <laughs> let's just keep moving. Okay. Let's, let's keep, keep going. Moving. Let's keep moving. Um, <sighs> Yeah, how about this? I will, I will out Sarah because Eric. You have knows to this. agree to disagree on that, like you yeah, know, have to because I mean, obviously, like you're correct, like the the music, yeah, but I mean, it's it's stamped on the release of the movie, which is the '80s, so that has to make those songs, of course, Does it make it an '80s song. It, the songs were newly released that year. I would make them '80s. Yeah, the '80s. <sighs> okay. Like, we'll how about move this, on. Sarah? Let's move on. It's we'll, yes. I'm not gonna say my piece. Yes. Okay. We'll move on. We'll we'll move on. So, I apologize for interrupting you. This is going to be the, uh, the start of a very long inside joke. Yes. <laughs> it's it's just anyway. So, uh, but I really like the montage. Um, I thought I actually kind of felt something that I haven't felt only twice so far in this retrospective that we've done. And that's with Jack and Rose. And that's with Noah and Allie. And then Johnny and Baby. They actually like had chemistry. I believed in their connection. Uh, Johnny did not want to teach her at all. You could tell that he was frustrated with her. She had no idea what she was doing. And as she progressed and got sweatier and sweatier <laughs> and sweatier, um, I found that kind of funny, uh, that it was, it, it, it was some good chemistry. Little sidebar that I read. There's a scene in the beginning of the montage, what she's kind of like in this little, uh, uh, she's on the small little bridge and she's trying to do a move and she gets upset. She kicks like the railing. Mm-hmm. That is a Harrison Ford Indiana Jones moment because she had extremely horrible food poisoning in that scene. And she kicked and she got frustrated because she thought she was going to vomit on set on, sure. on camera. So she kicked it because she felt nauseous. And then anyway, but I found that to be interesting. Um, so I believed him. Okay, so this part I've started to believe it. Uh, everybody's starting to kind of get into their own. We have her sister dating. What's his Gould? Gould is that his last name? Gould. Um, yeah. Robbie. I hate that guy. Mm-hmm. Um, she started dating him. Uh, the uh, the owner of the resort's son is still trying to court baby. She has he, she has nothing to do with him. Thank God. I hate that guy. Also, this is where the father wants her to date uh, his buddy who owns the place's uh, son. 
Um, which I'm going to segue to that this movie is not about Baby or Johnny. I saw this movie through the eyes of Baby's father. He's a good, and he is a good man. Okay. He's a good man. I'm, I'm dead serious. I know this sounds like a joke and everything, and I'm going to portray it as a joke. Uh, but yeah, no, dude. Like, I have a little girl, so she's going to grow up just like baby, right? And if I'm at a resort and some dude walks up and says, nobody puts Riley in the corner. I don't care, dude. Get out of here. Yeah, like, you know, who are you? Well, you know, like at the end of the movie when, when Johnny comes and talks to the dad, and he's just like, i got to say something to you. You don't know me. Who are you? I'm not one of your mini toys. Get out of here. I am so on the dad's side in this movie. Sit down, Jordan. I am sitting down. Oh, I was, Tell me I'm wrong. I was quoting uh, the mom. Oh, the, the mom. Yeah, which which the mom is mom is so Marjorie Houseman. Marjorie is, Kelly is so Gina. Kelly Bishop, aka uh, Grandma slash Mom uh, Gilmore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gina said that she's definitely the mom of this. Am I wrong? I mean, like maybe it's just because I am a father myself, but it's like if if this dude is at the dude, get away. You know, um, and this is kind of a weird thing that that had the epiphany as I'm talking about dirty dancing on this. But look, taking this story from, I would say multiple, from from the from the characters' eyes of, of many different characters, you could get a good lesson from all of them. I would say the exception being um, her just very naive sister Lisa it just seems to be just up in the air the entire movie uh, good for her but uh, I like almost everyone kind of has learns a value at the end of this movie um, I don't maybe not Neil either but you know it's like someone at, at least every part at least of the main the main core like you could get something out of it they all have growth yeah, yeah. I mean, I would actually say that, and again, Eric and Sarah as well. I mean, we have reviewed so many movies together that by now, like, you can tell if, if something's trying or if something's not. If something is dirty dancing, which is good, and something that is love actually, which is not good. <laughs> you know, so you you could kind of see, and I could I could see, like, it wasn't naive that there was something to this movie, right? This isn't Fifty Shades. Um, so really got into some of the characters really was fascinated so let's go back to penny and the abortion so penny got pregnant by i'm sorry his last name is awesome robbie gould god mm -hmm. i hate that i hate that name that name just you just you just want to punch him because of the name really like uh, i automatically go to dana gould when i hear that last name that's a good one i don't make it like everybody has that guy in their high school that they graduated with that you just want to punch them in the face. Not because you really hate them, but because their name, their smile, and who they are. You just want to just punch them in the face. <laughs> this uh, guy did fit this like, guy, that guy. the image of like the New York wise guy. Yeah, this guy, this guy, this guy should be in the Godfather. But um, okay, so uh, he, she gets pregnant by Robbie, and Robbie's just like nothing to do with her. Rah, hey, right? forget about it. Hey, it's not my kid. Right. So then. Oh, it's uh, kind of her fault, huh? <laughs> <laughs> Depends on what state you're in. <laughs> that was good. That's It was good because it's. Oh, my God. That's so ridiculous. Right? It's um, just the character. It's, just, it's her fault. No, it's, it's not. Um, but anyway, so 
this is very fascinating to me. And again, I again I I, I perked up as the storyline with Penny progressed. Um, so abortions at this time period are illegal in in, up, in, in New York. So there's uh, a traveling doctor, a circus doctor, some sort of doctor, allegedly, mm-hmm. that is coming around the area. He's only going to be in town for, what, a day? Yeah. And he will do the abortion, and then she gets it, she's messed up, and then the cousin, Billy, I think, right, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. says – I saw it and I seat it, man. I synced it. You know, he put it on a folding table with the with with a rusty knife. I think mm-hmm. he said they didn't just, use no ether. Yeah, and this is like, oh god. And kudos to baby. You know, she she runs right to her father. Her father takes care of it. I don't know why the father didn't like just try to help a little bit. You know, to make sure she's not going to die. They take her to a hospital, but that's that's neither here nor there. I that's guess. his call. It's a doctor's call. Um, he can't. We he comes. He comes back to check up on her. So, yeah, it's the the Hippocratic oath: do no yeah. harm. So he sees a patient who needs his help, and so he's going to help her. So this is uh, um, a big part of it, and I, I'm happy that I rewatched this movie for the scene that you mentioned earlier, Sarah, where uh, he's on the deck reflecting, mm-hmm. and, and she comes. And we'll we'll talk about that a bit more in in depth. We'll cover this a bit more too. Is that uh, yeah, let's talk about Jake. Is that it was his decision to? Is he doing this to to help his daughter? Do you think, or do you think he's doing this to obey the the oath? Of I think uh, it's the oath. Of being I think a it's the oath. I think it's yeah. the oath. Yes, yeah, Sarah, I agree with you because I think he's really naive when it comes to his daughter. Well, I think that because she has been so naive in her life up to this point, he believes that baby would do no wrong until he realizes that his money went to a botched abortion. And now there's a patient who is in need of his his skills. Um, He's not the one performing the abortion. He's the one taking care of the patient afterwards. So I think that is also the kind of blurry line right there um, that he... Like I said, he's not doing the act. He's supporting the after effects. I agree with Sarah on that one, too. I, I mean, I, I 100% agree with you on that. I still say that everybody in the baby family is naive. Mm-hmm. But, uh, no, yeah, I, I totally agree with you on that one. Uh, you know, you say that, and then uh, I'll go back to to saying and looking at the different eyes, uh, except for uh, Lisa. Except the hungry ones. I want to talk Ooh. about. I want to talk about her a little bit more, but um, I think Marjorie with that that sit down line, it almost made it seem like the entire time, like she knows what's going on. Like mm-hmm. she's she's not a stranger to you know the uh, the the cue in the room here, the the what's happening with her daughters. Uh, I think that she's just you know she's she's good with the leash. She knows when to 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 hold on to it and when to let it go, and. Uh, that showed some some growth, or not growth, but you know some versatility for her. I won't say growth because it probably was always there, but um, it just kind of made her a well-rounded character. I liked it. Well, I disagree with you because I I have seen her character before in hundreds of films. She's the sit in the background wife that doesn't say anything, let her husband make stupid decisions and her family make stupid decisions until she says enough is enough, and then she stands up for herself like she should have done before. And makes everybody kind of just follow and, and go in line. 
I mean, she, her saying sit down. I did can't nothing know. I can't agree to that because she there was there was a lot of parts that were kept from her. Like nobody's going around saying, "Hey, by the way, your your other daughter is seeing this this dirtbag guy who knocked up one of the dancers." Yeah, or that uh, hey, you're you're pairing up your other daughter with this creepy guy who just happens to own two hotels. It's I I mean I think she's able to let her daughters make their own decisions, mm-hmm. but at the same part still having the watchful eye over it. Like she's not going to. Yeah, well maybe I'm I'm being presumptuous on the character. No, you I, think I, you're, I think you're right, Eric. Way. Oh. I, I think Eric's right. Uh, I don't see her as, I think, kind of in Jordan's way. He, she's not much more than a background character. Um, the I mean, obviously the main character is Baby and her father, their relationship. Um, even uh, her her and her sister, I think, have more of a relationship that is explored versus her baby and her mom. Um, Because Lisa, you know, they asked each other to cover for each other. Uh, When baby's upset towards the end, Lisa says, you know, you can use my lipstick or I can help you do your hair. And so there's that kind of uh, relationship with it, I think is nice, but there's not really that, it's not explored with the mom at all. Uh, She's just kind of there. And I think uh, for Eric's, I think it was Eric's point, you know, when when she says sit down, uh, she's seeing what's happening. She's seeing her daughter, you know, blossom and grow as a woman. You know, this guy is here to, you know, be with her, let them go do their thing. You don't, you know, what's the dad's name? Jake. Jake, you don't need Mm -hmm. to, uh, um, you know, always protect her. Let her go be herself and dance with this guy. The moral I, I, being support oh. is what I'm trying to yeah. say. You know, like yeah. she she provided the support that maybe that her dad, uh, I'm sorry, that the dad, Jake, was late to give or mm-hmm. per- thought he was giving um, incorrectly. It's going to pain me. I actually said this while we're watching the movie to my wife because I will be the first to admit it. I'm a helicopter parent. I, 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 I oof. Hey, Dad, yes, I'm going to go and run around on this resort for a week and pretty much not even see you. Okay. She's 17 years old. I don't care. Handcuffs are on. (laughs) I'll ask you that again in, you know, 12 years. I don't want to. I actually have the great image, and and Sarah, join me along, if you will, of, like, them being at some sort of, like, resort beach or something like that, and and she's just trying to, like, be at the beach, like, enjoy her, her, you know, independent self, and then Jordan's just floating in the background with a beer in hand, (laughs) trying to, like, hide, but just, like, you're, you are not, you stick out so bad, Jordan. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he's got like sunglasses on, hiding behind something or thinking he's hiding oh I see it it's, it's just wonderful staring right and, at him too staring right <laughs> oh yeah and the song Secret Agent Man from Ace Ventura is playing yeah. in the background for some reason oh yeah no I, I could so do that and, 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 and what it is for me I'll just spell it out it's not that she um, will uh, meet a man and you know the bad thing will happen that's not what I'm concerned about. It's just the fact that, you know, my my child that I have seen born into this world that I've taken care of, it was my duty and job to take care of her. It'll be very, very hard to let her go to do her own thing. I'm sure every parent 
feels that way in some way or some sort. And that's why I kind of fell for the dad in this movie in a way. Because again, like I said earlier in the show, I don't care. If some dude came up to me and says, nobody puts Riley in the corner or baby, I don't care. I'm her dad. Go away. You know? Would you, that's just, yeah. I guess it's easy to ask you right now. Wouldn't it be commendable at least that there's this, there's this guy that Riley likes and that he likes bag and they both like each other and he's sticking up for her. He's yeah. I you that's the thing is that right now different story guys right. I'm sure if we're still doing movie guys podcast twelve years from now maybe it'd be a different story. <laughs> well, it's just also it would be different if like a a twenty six year old Patrick Swayze came up and and tried to say that to a five year old yeah. six year old Riley. <laughs> well, even if she's seventeen, like this is all hypothetical stuff. I don't know what I would be because you know. I was young, dumb, and 17 myself, right? So I don't know. It's just, it's just, I'm just saying it's, it's, it's just going to be hard to let it go, which is why, again, I started to get into this movie, which is a good thing because this movie is doing something for me, uh, which is it is making me watch and it's making me try to follow what's going on and it's getting me into it, which I would say more than half of the movies that we reviewed in this retrospective have done not, right? Mm-hmm. So we get the montage scene, and then eventually uh, they go and do this uh, big dance number that Penny was supposed to be in, and she botches it. I love when she was going to do the jump, and she skips and doesn't do the jump. She's like the thumbs to the left and the right, you know, mm-hmm. and then he saves her. Really cool. <laughs> Loved that all. I thought that was funny. I thought that was cute. She saw this old couple. I'm bringing that up for a reason. And she was like, oh, my God, I hope they didn't see me because they're at the resort, you know. Uh, and then boom, like, you know, Johnny and baby start dating and start going to the cabin in the woods to, to, to have intercourse, right? Rehearsals, please. Oh, stop it. You know what they're in bed anyway. Stop it. They're, they're dirty dancing, Jordan. Yeah. I don't like the title. I even said that to Gina too. I was like, I don't, I don't understand the title. She was like, well, the dancers are pretty provocative. I was like, yeah, they're mm-hmm. doing the cha-cha. It's not really dirty. Okay. Yeah. At one point, the waltz was dirty. I guess. I guess if we want to say grinding is dirty. Can we just say, like, you know, a, a summer in, in Jewish camp? Oh, boy, that sounds bad. Wait a minute. Yeah, let's try that again. <laughs> let's try that again. <laughs> Oof. Okay, let's just, let's let's move forward. That's one. In uh, that case, I'll say that, Jordan, I don't think that there is anything wrong with a little bump and grind. I hate you. Really, R. Kelly... <sighs> Okay. Is that All right. too soon? No. You fool. <laughs> <laughs> my, my mind was telling me no. Yeah, I know. After this, I'm going to go uh, in the bedroom and be trapped in the closet. Uh, so uh, then we get this. We get we get the scene that I've seen before, right? Uh, she's in the jeans and the, in the tied front uh, shirt. And Patrick Swayze is looking like a complete dork. Uh, air guitaring to baby, right? Yeah. Uh, very cute, very nice scene. Again, I'm believing them. Uh, of course, uh, Jerk McGee, whose father owns everything, comes in and ruins it and says, I got a great idea. Want you to do a dance that nobody's ever heard of before? You know, like, eh, whatever, that guy's a jerk. But I but I like that scene. That's a very good scene. It was a short scene. I thought that scene was going to go longer. I thought more things were going to happen with that scene, meaning uh, just get a little bit more dialogue, get a little bit more of the relationship. We don't. 
but I did really enjoy uh, the uh, the baby Johnny scene. I thought it was fun. I thought it was cute. I, again, I keep on saying cute because we're getting to the cuteness part until we get the male machismo part where Wayne old Knight. old old hag lady uh, is there through the summer because her husband's a doctor or doing hmm. something. So her goal is to bang dudes. And she makes a pass at Johnny. Johnny's like, no. And she goes after Robbie. And then she gets out of Robbie's cabin, sees baby and Johnny. Boom, messes everything up, right? And then Johnny has to do the male machismo. I'm going to fight Robbie. What a bad fight. Of course, that scene had to be in the movie, right? But it's I, like, that's what every a bad fight in those movies. Defending moodies, the honor of her sister, right? Or her, or both. I'm, I'm, or her, I'm, of her, of I'm baby. Her. Oh man, I wish it would after the other sister. Uh, I mean, it was fine. He was defending, but you know, I don't. I, my wife even said because I was asking her, "It's like, how would you feel if I did that?" She goes, "I don't want you fighting." He's calling yeah. baby, you know, a floozy, a whore. Yeah, they was yeah, easier but... to sleep with her than it is with, uh, with Lisa. <laughs> I uh... would you get mad, Sarah? Would you get mad if Eric just haul off and deck a guy for calling you a floozy? Would you get mad at Eric for doing that? Because Gina said she would. I think it depends on the situation. Okay. In general, yeah, I'd probably be uh, really upset. Um, but I guess it depends on who it was and what he was calling the me. The guy had and a common in what sense. Well, while I'm me. sneaking in the background drinking a beer. Secret agent. <laughs> so, uh, get all these things. Um, also, we get... If we're reminded that this is 63, um, they're walking Johnny and baby and they're walking on a hill or something and characters walk by. I, I, I can't see who the characters are below the hill. Something about, hey, after we beat the Vietnamese, are we going to go to China next? I'm just like, oh, that's right. It's the, the 60s. Um, another scene that we did not talk about, which was a big scene behind the scenes, is when they're on the log together towards the beginning. Patrick Swayze insisted on doing his own stunts, and he did the jump. And I guess he twisted his knee or did something to where throughout the whole shoot, they had to constantly drain fluid from his knee. Oh. Mm-hmm. So that's not good. Evidently, too, they decided to film this in Virginia, and they did it during, I guess, the rainy season. So either one day was over 100 degrees or one day it was completely rain. Mm-hmm. And I guess IMDb said, if you believe IMDb or not, that the director decided to stu- to to install air conditioning once twenty five of the cast and crew members passed out in one day, wow. in in like the first like twenty minutes of filming that day, mm-hmm. like it was a super short period. Yeah, um, passed out within twenty five minutes of shooting. Twenty five pe- minutes of ten, shooting. Yeah, ten pi- people passed out in one Ooh. day or in twenty five minutes. That's that's ridiculous. That's hot. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that's uh-huh. hot. So. We get to pretty much the end of the movie, right? Uh, we get to the point to where uh, Robbie, not Robbie, uh, the owner's son Neil. finds out, Neil finds out about the relationship. So he's going to somehow stumble upon it. There's a stolen wallet and blame Johnny. And boom, this is when baby's like, Johnny, Johnny didn't steal a wallet. Why? How do you know, baby? Because he was. Oh, Dad, he was with me. As a father, I would have gone through. Eric, give me a beer. (laughs) I would have been so mad. What do you mean he was with you? What were you doing? So 
this scene happens right after oh what's her name vivian vivian is that it yes vivian uh, pressman Yes, right after Vivian Pressman is scorned by Johnny, see, sleeps with Robbie, and sees Baby leaving Johnny's cabin. Mm -hmm. So I think Vivian was the one who either her, overheard someone say, oh, somebody stole my wallet, and she was like, oh, it was Johnny. It was definitely Johnny. Because yeah. she's ticked at him, so she wants to get back at him. Why, though? She got what she wanted. No, because no, she... she wanted him. She it sounds kind of like uh, before baby got there that they had been having an affair uh, and then baby got there. Things stopped. She was mad that he wouldn't sleep with her anymore. He gave her husband the money back and she wanted her revenge. OK, Cause she yeah. had to go to the to the backup D. Yeah, she wanted that, that first place and she had to settle for silver. Okay, yeah, you're right, because there was a scene when they were in their love shack <laughs> mm -hmm. um, where she was like, how many guys, and he, I'm sorry, how, how, many, I'm sorry, how, many, how many women? Oh, what was the phrasing on that? Because it was really awkward. It was bad, but she asked, what was his oh, body that's count? Right. Yeah. That's and right. How many women have you had? Yeah, how many women have you had? She asked his body count, and then my wife looked at me because men... We know who listen to the show. I don't care what Eric says. Eric is going to do what Eric has to do because Sarah's on the show. But men never say the real number or anything at all. I would hope that and, nobody would reveal their number. It, like it's a private thing. Like women don't well, need to reveal theirs, and nobody, you know, it's like who cares? I'm just just saying. So then he doesn't reveal. That's my point. He just is like, you know what, baby. They throw they throw things in themselves at. You know what I realized? They were using me. It's like, oh my god. One of my favorite lines when he says that is, uh, "You come from the streets and suddenly you're up here. Women are throwing your, themselves at you, and they smell so good." Like <laughs> what? Have you ever smelled smelled a very very beautiful woman's perfume? It is breathtaking. Well, I guess it's no. It's no. What? Sarah, what? Don't wear perfume, really. I don't wear perfume. Oh, well, then. Eric, I'm kind of in love with Sarah. <laughs> well, we knew that for a while now. Yeah. So. yeah. Oh, no. hold, Sorry, hold Gina. It back, hold it back. Uh, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is the part of the movie where Sarah, you and Eric are supposed to go to the airport, and he's like this horrible guy that you really like but you kind of really don't like and then i'm chasing you at the airport and i'm like banging on the terminal window no right keep that fantasy movie you mean, to yourself but you mean casablanca <laughs> yeah i guess so so <laughs> that went way over so <laughs> yes yes so john so no dad i've been with johnny and dad's just like pissed so then we have that moment that you guys have brought up a few times and uh we find out that it's what i brought up in the middle of the show here the old couple that she saw at the other resort or hotel dance with Johnny for the first time, they are known purse snatchers, I guess you would call it, and they're wanted in Arizona. This is what they do. Mm -hmm. I can't wait to do this with Gina when I get older because nobody's going to suspect us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, 80 years old and just going to Vegas and stealing stuff. Why not? Uh, be like Clint Eastwood and the mule. Uh, Again, so they would then, probably would suspect you if you were wearing, like, gym shorts and flip-flops, Jordan. I was going to say your Crocs and your camo hat. I mean. 
I've never owned a pair of Crocs, just so. Mm -hmm. Okay. I actually, they're called I, I, clogs. They're called rubber clogs, not Crocs. That's only if you get them at BJ's. <laughs> it's the workaround. Uh, anyway, okay, okay. So let's go to the big thing, right? There's there's little scenes in between. We already had the conversation with the dad. Johnny comes in with the dad. They fire Johnny anyway, and then Johnny goes off into the rain, and then we get the big thing at night, right? Uh, her sister is trying to be there for her as a sister. Do your hair, makeup, blah blah blah. And they're doing, like I said, the Camp on Awana part. It's just, blech. then Johnny shows up and he has a really, really bad speech. Nobody puts baby in the corner. Okay, I was waiting for the line, nobody puts baby in the corner. Nobody's, I have never seen this movie, so I'm waiting this whole time. Where is this line going to happen? I'm going to tell you, I was a little disappointed because... I've known that line for years, and I finally see it, and it was kind of a letdown. It's abrupt. It's uh, it just kind of yeah, it just kind of happens really quick, and they move on. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. not a big thing. I mean, I get it. I get why it's iconic. It just I was just disappointed, right? And then we get the big dance, you know, we get the jump and everything. This was great, right? We had the time of our lives. This is great. This reminds me of. Uh, was it Crazy Stupid Love with Ryan Gosling? That mm -hmm. whole scene. Oh my God, are you photoshopped? <laughs> um, so yeah, great. I mean, like, I'm like, there, there, there's nothing bad I can say about it. This is a great '80s ending here, right? This is a very, very good Hollywood movie ending. I have no complaints. I have a question. My wife said that she's seen parts of the sequel, Dirty Dancing, Havana Nights, and she yes. says that Johnny is in a one quick scene that he's a yep. dance instructor. Mm -hmm. What is the future of Baby and, and Johnny? Do we know? Do we have a no. theory? Oh, I have no theory. Uh, Dirty Dancing, the sequel. Uh, yeah, Johnny is only a dance instructor down in Cuba. Uh, and that's it. There's no talk of, like, where's Baby or anything like that. I don't think they last. Well, I think she goes back home, right? It was like it was like a summer romance. It's a if you summer will. fling. I think she still goes to Mount Holyoke. She still joins the Peace Corps. Uh, I think it's that summer fling that you know takes her from being a girl to a woman. And I don't mean that in a sexual way. I just mean that in a sort of growing up kind of way. Uh, and that's all he really is. I don't think it goes any further than the summer. All right, well, I have one more question before the end of the show. I have a question for both of you, but Sarah, I'll ask you first. Mm -hmm. I had the same question for my wife. I will not give you her response because I want you guys to answer. What is it about a quote-unquote summer romance? Why is it so idolized? Why is it so, no pun intended, romanticized? What is such a big deal, in your opinion, of a summer romance? So... I read a lot of books. Uh, I read um, definitely books that were probably beyond my age uh, when I was young. Um, and so I think the summer romance is just you're expecting sort of that summer that just changes your life, that you meet this person and they get you out of your shell or they get you to experience something new. Um, and I think that's just, you know, it's just a, it's a growing up thing. You know, you go from being a kid to an adult. Um, 
you, you know, it's just something that's transformative. I think that's that's the big thing about the summer romance is it's transformative. It might be somebody who you normally wouldn't be with, you know, the the Noahs of the world versus the lawns. Um, it might be, you know, somebody you meet on a, a vacation or whatever it is. It's it's a transformative relationship for you. And it doesn't have to be for the rest of your life. It can just be for that one summer. But I think summers are also sort of have that like magical kind of feel, you know, especially when you're in school before you're a real adult and you just have to work all the time. Um, and you go from that sort of, you know, regular scheduled going to school, blah, blah, blah. And you just have the summer off. Like, what are you going to do? What can you do to make it worth it to really embrace all of that extra time you get? And then you find this this person who who changes your life and i think that's that's what it is eric do you agree or do you have a different opinion oh no i i absolutely agree it's one of those where as a kid you have the summer to grow up to level mm -hmm. up you start in one grade and you come back a grade higher you you grow up in, in that in that summer so i I couldn't agree more. It's supposed to signify that that change. It's unrestricted as a kid. You are breaking the norm. Your schedule, your mm -hmm. routine of school and, and everything is now open to, to meet new people or experience something new, like go on a family vacation, a trip, a camp, mm -hmm. something uh, out of the normal. And that's really where the change happens, where your experience, your memory happens. I think you, you carry that with you and in in that uh, it's is a nice wonderful and magical time because those are like a lot of firsts when you when you do mm -hmm. that especially when you're young like you you okay. you're still learning a lot of especially socially you're learning a, a a lot and to find a lot about yourself is is hard and then to mix that in with like somebody else with love that's that's a lot to ask for um so, so yeah, I, I do want uh, to bring up one more thing, and it's not the similar gray line that I was thinking about how Jake Hausman found the way to operate not on an abortion, or not a abortion, but on a woman who had an abortion versus my, it's not Crocs, they are just rubber clogs. Uh, but I do really want to ask about Lisa, because I know that even after she caught Robbie, what she she was done with Robbie after that, right? Like, she yes, yes. Yeah. She said, tonight's the night I'm going to going to go all the way with Robbie. And then she sees him with Vivian and she's like, oh, never mind. Now, again, help me out. I, I feel like I need to to rewatch this because after that, and then her and baby kind of have the sister sister moment, and then even after that, we see Elisa then rehearsing very horribly for mm -hmm. the talent show number at the end, whatever you want to call that. Mm -hmm. I I still feel even after that, did was she seen walking out paired with somebody? I didn't see her paired with. I, you know, I didn't. Why do I do I have like a like a Mandela effect where I just kind of see her like still even at the end of like the last day she was even like eh, maybe I'm thinking of something else maybe I'm, maybe I'm just I think, seeing that scene with with her and Robbie because I wanted to see feel like she still got with Robbie or got with Neil or somebody at the end. What I think because Baby just tells us a story, but what I think is that we're made to believe 
that Lisa is there to find a mate. She's there to find her husband. And I don't think Baby is there to find that. Correct. But, so that's probably why we feel that way is because her character arc is no arc. Her character arc is me need to find man. Well, at the be- at the very... What are you laughing about? Baby just wants a dance partner for the summer. Oh, boy. Um, at the beginning of the movie, when Baby stumbles on the waitstaff getting the lecture from Max, and he says, you know, dance with the, the daughters, be nice to the wives, or the, yeah, the wives. And, and then Robbie is the assigned server for their family, and he kind of flirts with Lisa. And the look between Lisa and her mom are like, oh, oh, a man. So it's she's definitely there to to find yeah. some. Oh, but some I guess that goes in with the speech that Max was giving to to the boys, just saying like, "Hey, you know, go ahead and take the birds out, and you know, show them a good show time." Show them a good time. And, because all of them, all those guys, are there probably under very, uh, uh, you know, um, a good remarked under a good reference, right? In some sort of like, uh, um, I don't know, like a internship. I want to say, not even, but. You know, like it, they're they're there to for a credit of some sort. Oh, sure. I don't think that, but well, maybe Robbie, Robbie was going to medical school, wasn't he? Yeah, and then the dad was going to give him like money. Yeah. He's like this is for your medical school, Robbie. Fool! If no, you I, didn't say anything, I feel like should have gave the money to Johnny. Like those guys are the ones who are you know like the the they're not the bottom help. They are the ones that were oh, no. that were there on the connection, and like, hey Max, yes. my son, hey Max, my nephew, my cousin, whatever his boy, uh, needs to go here. You know, hook him up with the right people. I, I'm trying to find like a better word for like a networking. They're you know. also just the pretty guys. These are the guys who stand outside of Hollister without their shirts on, which I don't think Hollister. Actually, I don't think that exists anymore. Um. Abercrombie like, and Fitch, I guess. Oh, right? sure, Abercrombie and both, Fitch. I think we're dating ourselves, and I'm not even going to exactly. try to contrib- contribute um, to that. So I think it's, it's yeah, I think it's still the, like, oh, I my nephew needs a job or whatever, but he's going to get the job as the waitstaff because he's really good looking and because right. he's a flirt. Otherwise, yeah. they're going to go maybe not be the waitstaff or the, uh, like the, the dancers or the help kind of people that we've been talking about, but they're kind of in that middle rung, so... Well, yeah, I mean, they're definitely in the middle of wrong. Yes, I would agree. Uh, oh, Great. Okay. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Next. Oh, oh, this movie. I swear to God. Do we want to get our popper readings on this one? To do it. Sure. Let's 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 do it. I'll go first on this. I'll just make it very um, short, I hope. Um, <laughs> oh, God, I don't want to. Um... I'm going to give it a large. Wow. Wow. Um, it was a medium or a large. I don't know what. Um, I see why it's important. But like I said in the beginning of the episode, the first half of the movie, I, I was just bored. I didn't get it. I just did not get it. Uh, but as the movie went on and went on, uh, okay, I get it. And I, I really enjoyed these guys. My my gripes are just literally that. They're just gripes. You know, when I was talking about why it takes place in the 60s and not in the 80s, I hate the name that her name is Baby. I hate the fact his name is Johnny, just generic. Her name is Francis. I know, but she says it once. Mm-hmm. Um, 
a lot of a lot of people are vanilla, you know. Um, this the story has been told before. We have seen this story, so there's nothing new. And since we've seen this story before, and there's nothing new with it, then we have to feel for the characters. And I felt for Johnny Baby, and I can't believe I am. Like I thought it was good for what it is. It is a large bag because of what it was. I'm not saying it's a large bag because I think it's better than Titanic. Mm -hmm. I think Titanic is better. But I think that this is a very, very good 80s romance. No problem. I think it's very good. And I will watch it again in the future. That's my opinion on that one. That's my large bag. Sarah, can you believe it? I'm I'm really surprised. I was not expecting you to rank it that high. I thought Jordan was going to put this movie in the corner. (sighs) I think oh, we've used that one enough. Let's move on. Sarah, you live with him. You have you just just like put your knee in his back all night when you're oh, trying to Oh, could you? <laughs> okay, he will like he's, that. Something he doesn't. Like. Yeah, he's I'm, he's feeling pretty sore today. How about I I lay on the floor and then you uh, on the bed and then you just jump from the bed onto the back. Oh, just both knees just Wow. We're really getting bed. into uh, hey, Eric, inside look at our relationship. Everybody. I want my back cracked split. Eric, I have yeah. given Dirty Dancing a large. Are you going to go with me and get a large as well for this movie? What do you give Dirty Dancing? What's your popcorn rating? I give it a medium. I, I like the story. I, I really did appreciate rewatching this. I, I really did. Because uh, the first part, uh, maybe uh, the first time I watched it, I can't even remember when. I don't remember watching this movie many times. I'm sure it was with... Um, you know, sometime in my childhood with mom and two sisters, it had to have been somewhere in there uh, somehow. But I, I don't like Jennifer Grey's acting. She she bothers me in this movie. The hair is amazing; it really is. But I I don't very much like her. That might be a personal thing, and I and I have to accept that. But. Um, it's a simple story. It's a simple camp story, and it's it's fine. It, everything about it works. I think for me, um, it, it, there's not really a whole lot of plot hole anywhere because the story doesn't really allow for much of it. It's not horribly complex. We didn't talk about one night. Um, I think he was fun in this in this movie. It was one of those where you like, is that is that Wayne Knight? No, it is. And so it's always fun to to play that guessing game. I you say I, Wayne Knight, I say Jurassic Park guy. But mm-hmm. go ahead. Of course, I mean however you however you see him. Uh, but I don't know. That's just maybe what the movie was for me. It's it's fine. I'm not I'm not bashing it. Uh, hour forty, I can't complain with that runtime whatsoever. Patrick Swayze looks amazing. That booty always be shaking. Uh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> I, come on, like those hips, like he, I, it felt like he was trying to put a stop to it sometimes, and the hips were just like, no, we're not doing that, Patrick. Now, Jennifer Gray was better. Man. We're going to keep on moving because we got these hips, and it kept on moving. So uh, the dancing was great. It, it, it was like I enjoyed those numbers. The music was great. I found myself moving and grooving to some of it too. Um, you know, like the. Uh, the camp was great. Like uh, the story with Jake Houseman was great. I uh, was. I'm happy that I get to do this and talk about it with you, uh, both because hearing the opinions of like a lot of uh, the characters 
really just helps a lot with the story. And so I was able to take a second look at Jake, and I, I appreciated that, just like uh, all the other characters. I'm done with it, medium. Uh, I just think it's just okay. kind of, it didn't wow me, but it's it's a fun movie. Okay, fine. Sarah, what popcorn rating do you give Dirty Dancing? I I was really going back and forth. I was really surprised you gave it a large because uh, I was also going back and forth between a medium and a large, but I think I'm going to give it a medium with butter, uh, some extra butter there. I do remember seeing this for the first time with a babysitter of mine who rented Dirty Dancing and Twister. So this would have been... Jesus Christ. Yes. I have a younger brother who's almost five years younger than me. Twister was too scary for him, so we put Dirty Dancing on so that he would fall asleep, <laughs> and then we could watch Twister. Right. So that was my first time watching Dirty Dancing. Um, and then I've seen it many times since then. Like I said, I know all the songs. I know all the music. It's one of those movies where uh, you're like, oh, yeah, yeah, I could totally dance like that. I can never dance like that. Uh, I do not have that kind of coordination. My body does not move that way. Uh, but it's a really fun one that there's certain scenes, if they're on TV, I will probably stop and watch them. Um, and I would highly recommend Googling Dirty Dancing finale and Muppet theme song because yes. the dance at the end syncs up perfectly with the Muppet theme song and it's fantastic. Highly recommend. It is. I, I hope I didn't sway you. Hold up, sorry. I hope that... Me too. I didn't sway. Like, I feel that you guys are are uh, feel guilty almost for saying that it's it deserves a large bag. Like, I I feel like it's understandable why this movie would deserve a large bag. I don't mean to sway anyone's vote if if uh you know if I did that part or no, if you feel no. guilty for picking a, a about it. Does no would would society think down on us for giving it a large bag? I don't think so at all. Would the viewers I, think, uh, the listeners, viewers, uh, think like, oh my goodness, the, the credit is gone because they've enjoyed this movie. No, because this movie does exactly what it's set out to do. This movie is a great romantic time period piece if you want to go that route. This is the Boomer slash Gen X notebook. It's exactly what this is. So it does exactly what it needs to do. It gives us characters that are very good on screen together. The plot really doesn't matter. You care about their relationship. And that's why I'm giving the movie a large, because I did not think I would give a crap about their relationship. Yeah. I went into this movie with low expectations and could be completely shocked of going, oh my God, this is something. I'm not saying this is art. It's entertainment. But I'm saying that there's something here and they're doing it right. You know, like you know what I mean. Like I mean, like they're doing it like the Notebook, if you will. They're doing it right, so that's why I'm giving it a large because I'm just like, okay. I don't mean to stretch, but just let me ask one question to to both of you. Is it, uh, is it wrong to say for me that I didn't like it because I'm I'm biased against the actress, like that? No, I think an actor and actress doing a good or bad job can definitely sway how you feel about a movie. Yeah, I, I, and that's I, I totally okay. So. That's totally fine. Let's see. They don't they feel were... guilty. No. No, it, it just you know it's uh they were supposed to be oh uh Winona Ryder was also considered and Sarah Jessica Parker mm-hmm. were also yeah, considered for the for the roles. Um, would have been better maybe maybe when I would like to see Winona Ryder, but it also would be kind of weird to see her as a dancer. But well, oh that's that's a what if. Yeah, that that's totally a what if. You know, also is a what if if uh you know. 
Sarah and I ever have a fatal attraction. (laughs) 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 Is that really what's next? Yeah. Yeah, that's next time we get Sarah. Awesome. I've never actually seen that movie, so I am really excited to get a fresh fresh view. Uh, The next, we only have three episodes left of our Year of Love retrospective series. I can't believe we only have three episodes left. And and I have not seen the the remaining three. Oh, wonderful. I have never seen anything of the remaining three. I haven't seen two of the three that are left. So I'm kind of interested to see what we got when Sarah joins us next month for that episode. But I am kind of saddened to know that, like, here we are. It's the middle of summer. And, I mean, we're already almost done with it. Can't believe it. Uh, But, of course, like always in November – We'll come back with Sarah with another retrospective series. We're trying to figure out what that is currently right now, a little bit behind the scenes. But until then, thank you so much for downloading us. Like always, check us out at movieguyspodcast.podbean.com. And you can download our episodes on any podcast platform you have. We are on. So thank you so much for downloading and listening. And don't forget to subscribe. That's a new one, too. Don't forget to subscribe. So thank you so much, everybody. Thank you, Sarah and Eric, for joining me. And we'll be back next week for another awesome episode. Have a good night.